What is going on, everybody? My name is Stefan Coons, and I'm the owner and CEO of Pursuit Health and Performance, and this is the Everyday Pursuit Podcast. What's up, guys? If you're watching this on Facebook and, and you're watching it live, put a hashtag live. If you're watching this on replay, hashtag replay squad, just so I know where you're coming from. If you're watching this live anywhere else, give me a shout out. I just like to know kind of who, who's tuning in. Uh, but today I want to talk to you guys about sleep. Okay. So we do have an episode. I forget which number it is, but it's called sleep is king. And I, I believe coach Mike was on with me and we were really talking about all the things to optimize sleep. And I'm recording this at six 30 in the morning. So maybe this is a, a good topic. Cause I feel like I'm still waking up and I have my, uh, iced coffee here with me, but I'm going to make this 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 training and episode pretty short. Uh, I just want to like throw a couple things out there that I've seen, not only in in what I do, but experience with our clients, right? Because we're actively training clients in all over America, you know, in almost every state. Um, we have over a hundred, I think, 120 active clients uh, that are all sleeping every day because that's what people do. And so we're getting a lot of report back every single week on people's sleep quality, how many hours they're sleeping, and then pretty much a direct correlation to their performance and results. Now, you might say, oh, well, that's not a big subject size. But if you're getting week like weekly reports from each person, and a lot of these people are very similar. They're, you know, a lot of our clients are males. A lot of them are in kind of the same age range. Um, a lot of them have similar jobs. So it's actually a pretty good test subject at least in, in my opinion, because I get to see, okay, sweet. We have five, six cops in our group, which we have more, but like, and they're all ages 45 to 60, let's just say. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, how many hours of sleep? What's their performance? You know, and it's not the best. I wish I had 700 clients, um, but we, we keep our, our rosters pretty small so we can give a really one-on-one -on -one uh, custom experience and it contributes to our results, but that's, it's not about our program. This is about sleep. So I'm going to give you, I always like to kind of tell stories because I think they paint a better picture and they're real, they're reality. They're not just like, Oh, well, I think, or according to research, which I'm not going to sit here and cite every single source of every little bit of information that I know, that's not what these trainings are for. Um, but I can. So if you guys want to comment down below, if you're like, Hey, do you have like a really good, like peer reviewed journal study on sleep. Yes, I actually have tons on my computer. I can drop some links. However, if you don't know how to read research, it's almost like a, a big waste of time because they, they do take a long time. But I'm just going to tell you some basic things. I don't think really anybody would 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 argue these. Okay. Um, so number one, for me, I think that the biggest thing is having a set schedule which I know sounds kind of like maybe super obvious, but you would be surprised how many adults go to bed when they're tired, not at a certain time. Like imagine only waking up Monday through Sunday when you feel awake, you feel rested, not at a certain time. Insane, right? You can't, you have stuff to do. Even on the weekends, I, have, I only have one day off, which is Saturday. But even on Saturday, guess what? I have things to do. I, sometimes I let my body sleep in until it's rested. Sometimes I'm like, I got to go to Home Depot and I've, I've been doing stuff on my house. So, oh, I got to do this and this and this, and I got to wake up. I could sleep in, 
So instead of waking up at 5.30, I'm going to wake up at 7.30, but like I'm setting my alarm just in case I sleep in, right? Even on weekends sometimes or days off, we do that. How come when we go to bed, growing ass adults sit there and go, oh yeah, I'll just go when I'm tired. You know, I just, you know, I don't know, around, you know, anywhere from like 10 to like 11.30. And I get it. Sometimes I have some flexibility with what time I go to bed, but you're stealing and robbing from your energy tomorrow. And this plays into the extremely weak mindset that a lot of people and adults have. And I used to be bad about my sleep, so I'm not playing innocent here, where they're like, really care about the now and they're and, and they're willing to sacrifice the future for the now, right? And it's the same thing when you say, well, I don't feel like going to the gym. Sweet, you win right now. That version of you, that weaker version in your head, they win, good. You're more comfortable, it's familiar, you're not making yourself do things you don't wanna do, but you know who you're robbing from? Yourself in the future. Like it's still you and those feelings in the future, the feelings of hating yourself or disliking how you look or feel or having low energy are always going to trump your uncomfortableness to go to the gym now, your uncomfortableness to go to go to sleep, right? So that just feeds into it, okay? I would highly suggest having a hard cut off time. Like it can, you can do a window, okay? But like it needs to stay the same. I go to bed between 10 and 10.30. Yeah, give yourself 30 minutes, okay? But for you guys to sit there and give yourself a two hour window or, you know, fall into the whole binge watching a show. And like I said, I've been there before, but I talk to people that do it all the time. They're like, yeah, I was like, should have went to bed at 10, but this, this show was really good. Like it's not going to be there tomorrow. Right. Um, so they're like, and they don't have zero patience. They want to know the ending now. I'm like, what if you just went to bed? and you watch the next season tomorrow, you'd have something to look forward to. No, I need to watch it all, right? Like just over consume. And they don't go to bed till midnight and then they wake up at six, which I don't think is terrible, but they do that over and over and over again. And they have a high stress lifestyle. And after two weeks, they're like, I feel like crap. I have low energy. I feel like my metabolism slowing down. Yeah, five, six hours of sleep, we'll do that. Like that's not a lot. That is a big difference from seven to nine hours of sleep, believe it or not. So- Number one, have a bedtime. Have a hard cutoff time and do not negotiate it very frequent at all. That's very important. Just like you have a hard uh, wake up time. And the cool thing is if you go to bed at a certain time, your body falls into a rhythm. Just like if you wake up. If you wake up at 5.30 or like my wife's a nurse, so she wakes up at like 5 a.m. because she works at six. And on the weekend, she goes, I know my body is not going to let me sleep in. You know what? I think that's great because that means her body, I mean, she, she probably hates it, but her body is in a circadian rhythm. It has a sleep rhythm and it likes it and it's comfortable because our body craves homeostasis, right? Which just means a basically a state of normality for our body. Like there's not a lot of ebbs and flows. It's just comfortable there. But you have to ask yourself, what's your homeostasis? It might be you being tired. And if you're going to use the excuse saying, oh, no, I'm so I feel better when I get five hours of sleep. Like I you don't understand. I'm different. I'm built different. I need less sleep. No, you don't. OK, nobody needs. I mean, th there are probably some people, but all the people that I've met, nobody thrives off of four or five hours of sleep. You might think you thrive off of four or five hours of sleep, 
because you've been doing it for so long. But what you don't realize is instead of your body performing at 90 to 100% of its capability, you're just performing at 60 to 75% of its capability. And that's become your homeostasis. That's become your normal state. So you just think that's how you're supposed to feel. You just think that that's supposed to be your sex drive. You just think that that's whatever. Okay, go sleep seven, go eat, sleep eight to nine hours every night for three weeks, okay? 21 days and tell me that you don't feel different because this is what happens. People will sleep four to five hours. <laughs> then they'll have one day where they sleep nine hours and they're like, oh, I was tired all day. Yes, you will be. You have more adenosine released. You're more just sleepy. I've been there. I've had that. But if you keep doing it, you'll actually feel way more refreshed. You'll feel like you have way more energy. And um, me being a coffee drinker, which I'm going to take a drink. That's good. Me being a coffee drinker, I realized this too. Once I start to feel the caffeine kind of like not work very well, a lot of people think it's because you, you know, oh, you have caffeine every day. You have caffeine every day. Yeah, I do. And that could play into it. However... Um, one thing is like the more sleep you get, the more recovered your adrenal glands are, the more recovered your system is, the more reset you have on your body. And I noticed that coffee hits better. And the thing is you need less of it. So, so if you're on the opposite end, if you get four to five hours, you're really tired and you want coffee and the next morning and coffee's a mask, right? Like caffeine, uh, in general, it's masking tiredness. It doesn't actually give you more energy. And I love caffeine. I'll probably have it like almost every day. I'm not planning on quitting soon. I'm not telling you to quit soon. I'm just telling you how it works. So it masks it. And because it masks it, you're like, oh, I feel great. And then the next day and the next day, and then you probably had a lot of caffeine, which is really the opposite of what you want to do, because that's going to potentially raise cortisol levels, at least temporarily. Um, it could be great for fat loss because it's appetite suppressant and it can help your metabolism depending on, I mean, if you're getting like Starbucks mochas, then no, that's terrible. It make you fat. But if you're having like a black coffee with some cream or something like that, it, it could help. But again, your body's already in this like kind of stressed out state. And what you're doing is you're stressing it out more and more and more. And it's okay to do here and there, but you're doing it every day, every day, every day. And then the caffeine stops working right after like a week. And you're still tired because you're only getting four or five hours of sleep. So you up the caffeine and up the caffeine. And I see this really vicious pattern of less sleep, more caffeine, less sleep, more caffeine. And then the people go, I feel like I, I have low energy. I think it's because I'm not exercising, which probably contributes to it. But I'm like, oh, okay, how much sleep do you get? Oh, like probably five hours. Okay, how's your sleep quality? I don't know, like a five or six. And you think you not going on jogs contributes to your low energy? Dude, like your sleep, number one, number one thing. Your sleep is probably one of the most important, I would say the most important physical thing and, and lowest hanging fruit to start improving your energy and your, even your mental mood, 100%, like getting your sleep down. Another thing that people don't realize is sleep has a lot to do with nutrition. Go get three and a half hours of sleep and tell me what you crave the next day. I'll tell you what you're going to crave. Sugar, fats, and salts. Why? Because your body is in a very stressed out state. When it's in a stressed out state, it releases something called glucocorticoids, 
which are basically stress hormones that make you crave a lot of sugar, fat, and salt, high calorie dense foods. Because when your body's in a fight or flight state or a more stressed out state, it needs energy. It's like I'm running on fumes. So if your car was running on fumes, right, would you put the, the best gas in it that would give it the most mileage? Of course. And that's what your body tries to do. And I could tell you from personal experience and working with thousands of clients over the years that if you get low sleep, you crave shitty processed food, right? Even people that don't like have a sweet tooth, which I do uh, big time, they'll sit there and say, man, the next day, I, I, a couple things. I just like crave chips all day or like diet soda all day. And sometimes hunger is insatiable. Like I've been so hungry. Like I just eat. Why am I hungry again? Now I've got days where I have like nine or 10 hours of sleep. Not that hungry. I'm really not. Like, I mean, like I have normal hunger, but it's like a healthy hunger. I go work out. I feel like my metabolism's raised for the next three or four hours. And I'm sorry, I got allergies. So my nose is hating me today. Um, and, you know, I, I'm really like, don't have these like big hunger cravings. I don't have these big sweet tooth cravings. Although I still like mentally want that stuff. I'm not like, oh damn, right? And that's the thing is the stronger the craving, don't you think it's harder to resist it? Of course it is. So the people that are generally overweight are also not prioritizing their other health, like stress management, water, walking, sleep. And then they have these really hard cravings and they go, oh, but I just have such a sweet tooth. But look at the stress your body's under, right? You're overweight, you're, you're getting five hours of sleep, you're staring at a screen all day, you're getting no physical activity, you have a job that's extremely mentally stressful, but you don't, you don't do anything physically. And that brings me to this point. So number one, make a bedtime. Number two, you need to make your physical exertion match your mental exertion. Look at little kids. Little kids run around all day, right? Run around, run around. And their brains are learning and absorbing, but they're also physically moving. And at night they just crash and they wake up and they have a ton of energy. And you may say, oh yeah, well, they're six years old or 10 years old, but look at their patterns, okay? Look at their patterns. And I can tell you from somebody that that doesn't always work out every day, when I work out, I sleep better because my mental exertion, because this job, believe it or not, uh, I'm at a dual monitor computer almost all day and I have a hundred tabs open and I'm boom, 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 communicating with my team, other coaches, business coaching. Like being an entrepreneur is very, and owning a, a business is very mentally taxing. If I don't do any physical activity and I have days where I don't go on a walk, I don't get any steps, my body's super out of alignment and I can feel it. Like a hundred percent, I can feel it. I, I, I just feel like I, my brain's still going, but my body's like, yeah, but you're not tired. And, but it will feel tired, right? You'll feel beat up. Like sitting at a desk all day makes your body feel like crap. You feel like your back hurts and you're tight. And you know, you're like, I don't get it. I didn't even do anything. I almost feel better when I go to the gym. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. Right. You feel better when you go to the gym, you've been able to move your body, get the blood pumping. And so you need to have some type of physical exertion if you have a job that's super mentally taxing or stressful, or you feel stressed out, you need to do it. And if you work out in the morning, you're going to feel more capable to, to complete that job because you're going to be firing on all cylinders. Your, your brain's going to be awake. You're going to feel better. We all, if you've ever worked out in the morning and then went to work, we all know that feeling. Okay. Um, number three, 
cutting electronics before bed. Okay. Um, I know this is super hard. I say, I say specifically phone because I watch TV basically up until I go to bed and I sleep fine. If I'm on my phone, it's not. It's a very bright screen in a dark room right in your face. It's really tempting not to scroll through social media or Amazon or your emails. I get it. I've been there. But I have been way better about just like putting my phone and I run my whole life for my phone, my business, everything. Um, so I put my phone upstairs and I just like watch an hour to an hour and a half of TV with my wife or my son or whatever I'm doing. And I really try to disconnect. And then when I go, I just check my alarms, but I don't like go, you know, go through everything um, before I go to bed. And I, I really try not to like be here with my phone. Um, three and four, I'll just put three and or four and five together. Uh, you need to sleep in a cold environment right? Even if you're somebody that's like, well, I, I'm always cold at night. My wife is like always cold. She's bundled up on three blankets, but I put the house to about 70, 71 degrees. Uh, we live in Arizona, so that's cool to us. Um, and that is a huge thing. If the house is 73, I sleep terrible. If it's 71, I sleep good. Two degrees, two degrees. Okay. So it matters. You have to find kind of your optimal, but I'd say like 68 to 70 degrees is good. You want it to be cold. Okay. Um, that your body down regulates its thermogenesis when it's sleeping. So, you know, I, I always recommend it sleeping hot. You're not going to get a good sleep quality. And then number three is sleep in the dark. Now you can do the little eye shade things. I don't really like them. We have blackout curtains. So getting like, you know, splurging on getting really solid blackout curtains are going to help. Um, you might like we live next to a street, so we have like street lights that kind of come in a little bit. And then in Arizona in the summer, it gets light at like 5 a.m. So, you know, the sun is going to wake you up. So blackout curtains are are super key. Um, so that's really like the best things. And, and if you do that, you will optimize your sleep. Now, this is something a little 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 trick I'm going to throw in here. Um, I do keep some supplements and I forget the exact name on them and they don't, you know, I'm not trying to push a certain brand. So I, I, I think I literally got these gummies at Walmart. They're like little melatonin gummies. They have some other botanicals or whatever in them. And I keep those on hand in case I broke the rules. Like if I had caffeine too late and I know I didn't say that, but I usually don't have caffeine past like noon or 1 PM. But if I have like coffee at three, just cause I wanted it, I have those gummies on hand because I want to be able to just knock out Okay. And I don't think doing little melatonin gummies are bad. You don't want to do it every day and you don't want to become dependent on it. Um, so I don't use them that often, maybe like once a week. And, or if I, if I feel like, man, I'm not even tired and my bedtime's in 30 minutes, this is what most adults do, which kind of goes to rule number one about having a bedtime. What they'll do is they'll say, I'm not tired. I'm going to wait till I'm tired. Well, it's nine and your bedtime is supposed to be 10. And you know, at nine, I ain't going to sleep in an hour. Like I'm, I'm wired. I'm right awake. Okay, cool. So at nine 30, go pop one of those gummies. And at 10, you will be sleepy. Okay. That to me is responsible because you're going on your bedtime and the melatonin is going to help you. Like if you did it every day, then, then we have an issue. Okay. Then you're going to get used to it. And then when you don't have it, you won't sleep good. Right. And I've been there too. So that's just like an extra thing to make sure that you can stay on track and you can't use, but I'm not tired as an excuse. That's like what a five-year-old said. You got to go to bed at 8.30, but I'm not tired. 
oh, it doesn't matter if you're not tired. You need to lay down and you try to go to sleep. Like we tell our kids this, but we don't do it. Mind blowing, right? So you need to have a freaking bedtime. You need to have a cutoff window and you need to do whatever it takes so you're in bed by that time. Another thing this leads into, which I'm just going to do this tangent right now because I can, is organization. And I talked about this a couple, I think last episode or the episode before, um, like organization is really terrible with a lot of adults. They go, I don't have time to work out. Yeah, but what if what if you woke up earlier? What instead of waking up at 7 a.m., you woke up at 5.30? I'm telling you that hour and a half can change your entire life. But that's so early. Yeah, because you go to bed at 11.30 or midnight. Of course, that's early. That's five and a half hours of sleep. That sucks, okay? Um, but what if you went to bed at like nine? Nine, it's so early. Yeah, but you just told me that you had no time to work out. So the And, and you don't want to work out after work because you're too tired. So literally the only viable time that you could ever go is in the morning, right? Yeah, but I'm not a morning person. Okay, so you just have an excuse for everything. Not a morning person. I'm too tired. I don't want to go to bed. Like you have to make a compromise somewhere if you want the freaking results. So the compromise is get your ass up in the morning. I don't like getting up at 5.30. I don't go to sleep. Like I got to wake up at 5.30. Like generally that's not my mindset, but I do. Why? Because I know that I could be recording a podcast at 6.30 in the morning um, or recording trainings at 5.30, 6 in the morning while everybody else is sleeping and I'm already steps ahead of the game, right? I'm steps ahead of the competition and it takes stress off my shoulders because now I bought back an hour and a half out of the day. Like imagine if you could go and you could actually buy time. Like you could go to a store and you could spend X amount of money to buy time. How much do you think they would charge for one hour of your time? So like just buy time in general, if we could do that. $1,000, $10,000, $500, a lot though, right? Like I would think, And you, but you can't, unfortunately, as you're very aware, we can't buy time. But people's biggest complaint is they don't have time, yet we're not willing to do anything about time. We're not willing to stay organized. We're not willing to wake up early. Like I'm telling you, if you woke up at 5 a.m. every day for a year and you had some goals you worked towards, you would dominate whatever that is, right? Now, if you woke up at 5 a.m. and you just diddle daddled, but if you actually woke up at 5 a.m. And, and let's say you said, hey, for the first two hours of the day, I'm gonna work on this side business. I'm gonna work on this education. Dude, you would have the most productive, badass year of your entire life. And where does that come from? Yeah, it comes from organization, but it comes from sleep. Now, how are you going to wake up at 5 a.m. every day if you're going to bed at 11 or 12? You can't. It's not going to happen. But you, like, I, when I started waking up at like 5.30, which I don't do every single day, okay? There's some entrepreneurs that are like, I wake up at 5.30 every day for the last 10 years. That's, no, I have a family that's probably not super realistic. Sometimes my wife's like, I want you to sleep in with me. And I'm like, I don't want to, but I love you. So I'm going to. So I don't wake up at 5.30 every single day. Um, but it's addicting because you get things done. You either get your work out of the way. You get stuff like this out the way, which I don't, I don't mind. Okay. But like, that is something that is, is really important is like, I, I want to make sure that I'm having I, I, I want to make sure that I can't use the time thing as an excuse, okay, basically. Um, and the only way to solve that is by moving things around, but you always have to prioritize your sleep. Last thing I want to say is please, please, please 
don't sacrifice your training for a lack of sleep. So for example, if somebody's like, no matter what, I'm going to bed at 11 uh, PM, I can't go to bed any earlier than that. And they started to work at like seven. So let's say they had to wake up at six normally. And so they're getting like seven hours of sleep. But for, in order, just how their schedule happens, in order for them to work out in the morning, they have to get like, let's just say five and a half hours of sleep. Okay. So let's say they went to bed at 1130 and they had to wake up at 5 a.m. I would probably advise against that. They're like, well, I'm doing what you said. I'm going to the gym in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I get that. But I would actually say that that is not good because uh, what you're doing is like you're waking up in the morning, your body's cortisol levels are highest in the morning, and then you're immediately going to work out, which isn't bad, but you're on five and a half hours of sleep. I know you're hitting some pre-workout or caffeine and day after day after day, that's brutal. I did that for years, but I was getting like seven hours of sleep and that's not as bad. But when you get older, it becomes a little more difficult on your body. So I always, I'd be like, the morning I think is the best time to work out for 90% of people that have careers and families. Um, that way you're not giving yourself the scraps at the end of the day at the gym. But there's some downfalls. You're all, you're obviously a lot weaker in the morning. You're not as awake. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a trade-off. But the reason I'm just saying that is because I want you guys to kind of realize, okay, well, Sweetie's telling me to go to the gym in the morning, but yeah, but not if you're getting five and a half hours of sleep. Cause even if you work out, what do you think is going to happen the rest of the day? If you're getting five, five and a half hours of sleep, your body is going to release more glucocorticoids. You're going to crave more sugar, fats, and salts and more calories. You're going to have an appetite that is harder to fulfill. And even if you burn 350, 400 calories at the gym, you might even eat those back. And now before the most part, you're like, why'd I go to the gym? Right? So you have to kind of like, I would rather set my sleep up to where I don't have these like strong cravings so I can have more control over my appetite because a lot of the fat loss and muscle gain comes from how well you do with your nutrition, right? Because you're building and changing your body after the gym. I mean, the gym's the catalyst. The gym's like part of that chemical equation, but really the rest of it is like your rest, your sleep, and your nutrition and hydration, right? Like those are the things that play into it. Probably number one is sleep. Your body's very smart, way smarter than your mind is right now thinking about this. And it's doing things all day long on the inside that you don't have to worry about. And it's taking care of you and it's building you and molding you and making you stronger and killing the nasty cells and reproducing the better cells. And that's kind of how your body works. So you need to do it, this service and the right to like honor it and get good sleep. And, and that's really what you're doing. You're like, Thank you, body, for taking care of me and giving me another day on this earth. Like, I mean, I thank God, but, you know, it, it's still like I'm really happy for my body because I know my body, it's kind of weird to think about, but your body is not really you. Like it's your mind is you, your consciousness, you thinking about this, but like your body is actually a bunch of billions and or trillions of cells and bacteria that are like sitting together really close and that's making up you, you know, like. And so I'm like, thanks body. Like, thank you. All these cells that are doing things. And you know, today I didn't have a headache today. I didn't have a stomach, like something's going right. But I can only like honor those cells and my body by treating it well and doing the things it needs to do to do its job. And what we, what happens is we don't honor it. We give it shitty food. We don't exercise. We get bad sleep, too much caffeine, too much alcohol. And then we get mad at it when it gets sick and it breaks 
and bad things happen to it. We're like, I don't understand why I got this. I, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm so upset. Why did this have to happen to me? And yeah, there's some bad things that happen to people that take care of their bodies. I get it. I understand that. But for the people that don't, right? And you know who you are. You know who you are and you don't prioritize your health. Yeah, that's an issue. And now you're sitting here bitching and complaining about how it sucks to be so unhealthy and how it's so uncomfortable to be overweight. Yeah, your body never wanted that. You set up a terrible environment so it would not thrive. That's your own fault. But good news, you can take action and you can change it anytime you want. And your little cells in your body, they're just waiting there. Just by the way, they're waiting there for you to change. You've seen the transformations on social media, right? You've seen some of our transformations where we've had clients lose 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. I've had somebody lose 70 pounds in our program. Okay, actually like 72 pounds, right? We've had people completely transform. So your your body's waiting. It wants it. Now, it might be a little bit uncomfortable. You might not have a lot of faith that you can go through. And like, dude, but my sleep habits have been so bad for so long. Cool. Are you going to keep going down that path? Or are you going to you know keep playing the victim? Are you going to like man the hell up and, 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 and sit there, you know, pick yourself up off the ground and be like, all right, I need to do something about it. I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Right? You heard that before? I believe it. I've been there. I've been at places where my sleep was shit and I was drinking way too much and I had low energy and my joints hurt at like 20 something years old. And I was like, dude, why do I feel like I'm 45? Was not taking care of my body. Now I feel much better. I still have like injuries and things, but I'm not doing the health habits that I was back then. And back then I would bitch about it, but I knew, I knew why I felt that way, but I didn't want to do anything to change it because I was stuck in my sick patterns and I blamed everybody else. Everybody else, my boss, my circumstances, my divorce, me being a single parent on my job in the military, blame, 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 instead of changing shit and taking responsibility. So this is my call to action to you. If you feel like you do that, right? And, and I know this is about sleep, but it, it plays into it. If you're getting five hours of sleep, you're not respecting yourself. And I would ask why? Why aren't you respecting yourself? Do you not care about your body? Do you not care? And some people don't. They're like, well, I'm fat anyways. I don't feel good anyways. Like they don't actually prioritize themselves. I haven't met people that are jacked that have a six pack that get shitty sleep, right? I mean, maybe there's some people out there, but most of those people really love their body and prioritize their physical body and their health. And they know by doing that, they create better mental health. So if this is you, if you're like, wow, this resonates with me, man, like I, I need to do that. I need to start prioritizing something, but I don't have faith in myself because I know that I'm unmotivated or I'm lazy or I, you know, I'm, I'm going to start and, and stop again. And I've already done that so many times. You need something, you need accountability and you need an expert to help you with a plan. So what I want you to do, guys, is I want you to click the link below, okay? Um, I think the link will also be in the show notes. And it is a coaching application, right, to book up a 15-minute call. It's not even really a coaching application. It's just a link where you can book up a 15-minute call. And the call is with me, probably, yours truly. And I just want to chat with you. I want to see if we can help you come up with a plan to prioritize your health, which is your sleep, your exercise, your nutrition. Because if you don't figure it out now, you're going to suffer or get worse. That's number one. And if you do figure it out, because that's your other choice, right? The yes or no. It's not, there's no really gray area. I kind of figured it out. No, not really. Most people just don't figure it out or they do. Okay. 
and 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 if there is a gray area, that sucks because you're so back and forth. So let's say that you do figure it out. Well, now you get to enjoy your one life on this earth, happier, healthier, with more energy, experiencing everything you experience at a higher level. Like, why would you not want that for yourself? Do you not love yourself? Do you not respect yourself? Do you not care enough to give yourself an experience? Is it, and sometimes it's subconscious. Like I feel deep down inside, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. And you know, I get it. I get it. But that's what we're here to do. We're here to help you and, and change your mindset because it's very hard to be fit with a shitty mindset. It is very hard. And that's why we work big on somebody's mindset. And I'm here to help you. I'm not here to discourage you. I'm not here to crap on you. I'm here to coach you and to guide you, and to educate you and to create you to be a healthier version of yourself and a version where you can be independent and do it on your own. And that's something I preach over and over and over and over again because it's missed in the industry. And most coaches are just like, do my program and that's it. Make a transformation and that's it. Okay, cool. But like, can the person do it on their own? Can they keep the results? That's super important to me because I don't want to coach you forever. So go click the link below, book a 15 minute call. It's honestly zero pressure. I'm not going to sell you on the call. I just want to see if, and you, you can't even sign up on that call anyways. Um, but I just want to see like, if I could help you, but you have to, you have to make the first step. You can't just, oh, no, next month. Oh, you know, I have all these bills coming up. I have the car payment, blah, blah, blah. Dude. Yeah. You've been making freaking excuses your entire life. It's always something, isn't it? Oh, this is my boss. It's this bill. Who gives a shit? You think that out of a hundred plus clients that we're training right now, that all of them just had extra money laying around or extra time laying around. No, they had to move things, mold things, make sacrifices because they were so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and being overweight and looking in the mirror and being like, dude, this is not good. This sucks. I, I don't like the way I look. My confidence is low. You want to live that shit every day? Go ahead. But I've seen people that said, nope, I respect myself enough and I'm, I'm settling for, for, for less. Like I'm not settling, okay? I'm expecting more. And, or yeah, I guess I said that wrong, but like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not settling for less, sorry. So they're not settling for less. They expect more in their lives. And they're like, you know what? I, I'm going to sit there and I'm gonna make something work. And for you, the pain might not be there yet. Like your terrible sleep habits might not have notice. I mean, maybe this episode and, and training has helped you, but you might've not even noticed. You might've just been like, oh, well, I, I didn't even realize that I felt like crap. Yeah. Because we just are going this society where we're so freaking distracted all the time that like, if you're not, you know, like we don't want people to be society, which sickens me. We don't want people to be aware of what's actually happening. And some of it, you can't be aware of everything around the world, every second of the day, all the time. But like, we also don't want you to be super in tune with your body because then you want to change it, right? Like if you really did a, imagine doing a 30 minute self-assessment every day where you had to stand in front of the mirror and not like scrutinize your body, okay? Not crap on yourself, but really give the most factual analyzation of your body, how you look, how you feel, how's your mental health, how's your spiritual health, like a end of day reflection every single day. And you had to face it and you couldn't just not look in the mirror and you couldn't just not step on the scale. You had to like step on the scale, look in the mirror naked, spin around, see where you were. What if you did that every single day? 
Well, then if you saw a, a, an error somewhere in your body or something you didn't like, don't you think that would like eat at you and cause a little more pain? Well, that's good because then you're like, okay, I need to change that before it gets too far, right? That's, that's good. Do you know what I do? I don't do that exact thing, but I do self-assessments every day. How was I, how was I today? How did I sleep? What food did I take in? How did I feel? How's my energy? How was my workout? How productive was I at work? Um, and these are just mental, just real quick. It's not, you know how to write them all down. Um, well, how was I to my wife? How was I to my son? How did my employees view me? You know, did I, did I do my devotionals? Did I expect, uh, connect spiritually? Like I, I asked myself these things throughout the day. Um, and honestly, at the end of the day, I kind of do a, a reflection. It's in my head. I don't spin around naked in the mirror and step on the scale every day. Although I do look at my body a lot because I want to see how my training's working, right? Like mental progress photos, or sometimes I even take progress photos. And yes, I weigh myself, but it, you know, it's not that extensive. I'm just saying, if you did that, you'd probably be like, Hey, I need to, I need to change this. Cause you would go in the mirror and you would say, wow, look at these dark circles. Wow. I'm, man, I, I really am, don't have a lot of energy. Wow. Earlier, you know, today when my son's trying to play with me, like I got winded, you would like start noticing these things that you weren't because normally we're just like, Oh, get on my phone. Oh, watch the TV. Oh, the boss called. Oh, I want to eat this. Like we're, we're so busy that we're not just like big, deep breath and just silence everything and just ask ourselves, how do I feel? How do I feel physically? How do I feel about who I am and the way I look and the things I achieve, it's all intertwined. Like it's all together. It is not separate, right? Which is why we see people that lose 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds, gain lean muscle, increase their performance, you know, physically look different. And every time, every single thing in their life gets better, right? Like it just does because they're, a, they're kind of a different person. They're a level up. They're the same person, but they're on another level. And so now everything they do is usually on a little bit better level. It's performed a little bit better. So why would your life not get better? So book up the call. You got nothing to lose. I'm here to help you. My team's here to help you. And we just want to make sure you know that, that you would be a good fit, but it takes action on your part. You have to sit there and freaking click the button and click the link and book up a call and put in your information. And don't you busy or now is not a right time because everybody's busy and it's literally never a right time. The right time is when you make it the right time, right? Because if you took action, you lost 30 pounds. Would you say, oh yeah, that was the right time to join? Of course you would, but you have to freaking, what, you have to see the results first? That doesn't work like that. We can't, time's not man manipulated like that. We have to actually take the action, succeed at the action and then be like, guess it was the right time. Same thing what I did with this business. So I could have waited Dude, this was not a good time to start this business, by the way. I could have waited three, four, five years, but I didn't. I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to start it. And now when I look back, I go, oh, I guess it was meant to be. No, it's not that it was meant to be. It's that I took action, right? And I made shit work. Not because it was super convenient or doors were just open beautifully, right? I mean, I had some doors open that kind of worked, but I still scary to step through that door opportunity. Here you go. Here's your first door. It's open. Click the link, book a freaking call. That's your door. So don't say opportunity wasn't there. The opportunity is there. You just have to take action. Appreciate it guys. I love you. And I'll talk to you next time.